Providing for your family is a top priority. But what happens when you need affordable health care? Christian Healthcare Ministries could save you up to 40% today. As a member, you can choose your provider without network restrictions. Sign up at your convenience with our anytime enrollment. Join a Christian community that supports each other's medical expenses, offering peace of mind as you prioritize what's most important. Enroll now at yourchm.org. I'm Will Kane. I'm Janice Dean. I'm Greg Gutfeld, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, January 26th, 2024. I'm Eben Brown. It's a mess in Texas, again, along the southern border where the state installed concertina wire barriers along a stretch of that border and whether federal agents will try removing it as the governor says he'll defend the border if the U.S. government won't. If indeed the federal government uh, is responsible for immigration as they are, then the safety and life of migrants even illegally crossing is on them. And so the court's saying that they have the right to go in and cut that wire if they choose to. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Coils of razor-specked concertina wire are still spiraled out along the Rio Grande and Eagle Pass, Texas, specifically at Shelby Park, which is up against the river separating the U.S. from Mexico. The U.S. Supreme Court rules that it is okay for federal law enforcement, namely Customs and Border Protection for now, to cut it down, but those agents aren't necessarily keen to do it. Why is it such a big deal? Does the barrier work? And what will happen if Texas governor tries to do more than just put up some barbed fence? Part of the story that's really lost in this is that in September, when we were beginning to see these numbers into October, when all of a sudden in that tiny little area, Eagle Pass is a town of 29,000, we'd see 3,000 right there under that bridge, under that port of entry. Fox News correspondent Griff Jenkins has logged more hours than most through the years reporting on the crises along the southern border. He speaks to us now from our Washington bureau. When the numbers began swelling and the groups were getting larger, most of them, by the way, coming from Venezuela and Colombia, the Texas DPS started to put that razor wire, that that sea wire, concertina wire, along with those containers to try and be a deterrent. And during one or more of my live shots, I was sort of documenting in real time the groups of two, 300 migrants that were swelling up on the riverbank. Unfortunately, migrants were getting swept in the river. There were drownings, and there were women and children that were getting caught in that concertina wire because it wasn't as dense as it was then. And so because Border Patrol ultimately has authority along a border because it's a federal responsibility, even though you had Texas National Guard and the Texas DPS supplementing it under Texas's Operation Lone Star, which supplements the the Border Patrol law, federal law enforcement. You had women and children, people were getting cut up and tangled up. And so with some specific instances, they cut the wire from humanitarian reasons to save people's lives because you can't ask an agent or any other law enforcement officer to just stand there and watch human beings die. Right. And as soon as that wire got cut, the National Guard, in most cases, would then go in and actually 
uh, repair it and put it back. So that's where it started. And clearly, Governor Abbott didn't like the wire getting cut at all. Now, fast forward to where we are now, back on, I think it was January 10th, Oldsway Texas DPS sealed off that whole two and a half mile area along the river, now often referred to as Shelby Park, kicked Border Patrol out and has put down 10 times the amount of wire and made an actual effective border wall uh, of sorts in that area, which obviously Abbott is now arguing, and we can get into it in a minute, that he has a constitutional right to do that. But what the Supreme Court narrowly uh, ruled 5-4 wasn't that now the Border Patrol should go in in order to cut it, but just that they have the right to do so. And it goes back to the same merits that ultimately, if indeed the federal government uh, is responsible for immigration as they are, then the safety and life of migrants, even illegally crossing, is on them. And so the court's saying that they have the right to go in and cut that wire if they choose to. I put out a quote from a senior CBP official, i.e. the Border Patrol, right. that said, we don't intend to, that we, quote, have no plans to remove seawire placed by Texas. I think they gave that to me because they want to tamp down kind of all of the heightened tensions you're seeing around it. But ultimately, there's one way that I'm, I'm kind of looking at it saying, well, Gosh, the numbers are down there, drastically down. I think uh, I checked today, there was only a couple of hundred illegal crossings in that area, whereas when I was there, it was 3,000. I was going to say, it seems like so much fewer now. For sure, for sure. Now, in fairness, it's not all because of what happened in Eagle Pass. It's across the entire southwest border. We, I reported and broke the news of the day that we had 12,601 day. Unheard of. Never had anything that high. Today, it was just under 5,000. So that tells you. And of course, it's manageable. So why is that? Well, it's not because there's some seawire that I haven't put in Eagle Pass that's helping that area because it's really low there, but also because Mexico has begun to help and in, and uh, in, in keep migrants away from rail yards where they get on trains and, and, and pushing them to the southern parts of Mexico, making their journey harder. Hope that keeps up, but in the 10 years I've been covering the border, you can't count on a whole lot in terms of like how long the Mexican government's going to help. Right. And, and the, these border issues, the immigration issues, are, are really the, some of the top election issues. We're headed into this presidential election. We've seen some of the Fox polling, the, the Fox uh, voter analysis after uh, both Iowa and the New Hampshire primaries. That immigration, migration issue is, is number one, almost in some groups, it's more important than economic issues. Uh, well, in the yeah, state of the, the economy. by Republicans, yeah. 41%, according to our Fox News voter analysis, compared to the economy at 31%. I guess James Carville uh, is wrong in this one case. It's not the economy, stupid. It's the border dummy. And, you know, <laughs> the reason why is and you have to really, I mean, I, I marvel a lot, and I've been talking a lot about this, because I think of Vermont, and I'm not, or New Hampshire, I'm not, I've been there, yeah. uh, you know, it's a beautiful place. They got mooses in, like, you know, maple syrup. Like, they don't have a border crisis, but yet they are moved by it because of what they've seen. And not to knock on our competitors, but I did get a kick out of watching 
some of our competitors on channels, which we won't name, with their experts <laughs> sitting around right after New Hampshire saying, I just can't. Did you see the numbers? It's just how did immigration possibly become an issue? It's like, really, are you watching? Are you seeing what me and Bill Delusion have been doing for a year or more? Right. Like the entire country gets it. And of course, you see it with migrants being sent to places like New York, Chicago, in Washington, D.C. There was an interesting letter from, uh, more than interesting, I think, um, even rather uh, bold letter from Governor Abbott in Texas, an open letter to the president where kind of listing a, a list of grievances and exactly why they have the right to be aggrieved and what they're going to do about it, which kind of follows the format of a different kind of declaration from the 1700s. Um, but uh, the idea that Texas could invoke the U.S. Constitution's Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, I think it was, to say yeah. that, well, hey, if we're being invaded and the federal government's not stepping up to help, we have the right within the Constitution to to do something about it, and vis-a-vis -vis the Texas National Guard. Um, and it was also interesting that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida posted a, a video, which is something he's not usually he doesn't usually do much of this, but he got on and explained about how the even in the Federalist Papers, these types of issues were being discussed, that the if the federal constitution didn't provide the states a way to defend themselves, they might not have ratified it. Uh, and here we are in this situation where now congressional Democrats are saying, well, hold up, uh, President Biden should invoke Title 10 and federalize the Texas National Guard. So uh, Greg Abbott, the governor, can't use it for that matter. That's a very weird discussion to have. It kind of borders on the beginning of a constitutional crisis um yeah you know that, that it, it does yeah it, it does but, but, but you know so what's so fascinating to me is that you use the word the yeah. key word is invasion you said whether they're being invaded so so you know greg abbott is is a smart politician obviously the optics of migrants being in blue cities like new york and chicago was very successful and maybe a game changer, I think you could argue. Yeah. But he's also the previous attorney general. So he's a lawyer. So right. he did, this isn't, he didn't just, you know, haphazardly do this. And what he's saying ultimately is that he has the constitutional authority to stop an invasion as outlined in the Constitution if. The federal government won't do it. So ultimately, the question of whether Abbott has this authority is going to come down to whether or not what we're seeing at the border is actually qualified as an invasion. Now, there's no shortage of people that'll tell you, well, wait a minute, since Biden took over, there's in excess of six million right. individuals have illegally crossed, many of them with criminal histories, some of them on a terror list, that's an invasion. But I think we're probably going to see this make its way towards the Supreme Court. And the precedent for that happening, and when my border coverage part of my career started, was the year 2010 in Arizona, when the then Republican governor, Jan Brewer, Right. wanted to pass this law, SB 1070, to, among other things, deputize her state law enforcement to enforce some immigration duties, like determining whether or not the car of the state trooper stop was or not an illegal migrant and could demand to see proof. 
Supreme Court didn't rule strongly in the favor of that law, but but it did sort of open up the can of worms. And the numbers now in the circumstances are certainly far more intense than back then. And so I think you see this maybe working its way to the court to determine is what we're seeing in definition an invasion. We're speaking with Fox News correspondent Griff Jenkins from our Washington Bureau on the latest strife between the U.S. government and the state of Texas all over border problems and a stretch of concertina wire being used as a barrier. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. Yeah, and the court itself looks a lot different 14 years later. That's the the other thing. There's, I think, a more um, textualist bent to it, which may work in one favor or another, um, considering who's been appointed to the court, especially, I think, during uh, President Trump's tenure. Yeah. Uh, and, and so uh, there we are with that. But the idea that um, I, I think what's kind of ratcheted up the rhetoric and certainly the tensions this past week has been this Democratic uh, response to the letter, if, if called, a, called a response, the idea that yeah. the president should federalize the troops to prevent the governor from essentially enforcing a law or defending his state. Um, that's a bit a different use of that Title 10 power, I would think. I mean, you may not be as versed in this, and that's okay, but um, normally when a, a, the federal, uh, there's a federalization of a National Guard, it's to help get something done. <laughs> this right, kind of like seems a like, yeah. Or, you know... Or desegregating uh, schools, for that matter. But Well, yeah. right, desegregating yeah. schools. But, yeah. I mean, I think our most common thing is whether or not, and, you know, the the whole... Uh, take it to what we saw on January 6th, you know, the security thing and, and when the National Guard is authorized and all that stuff. But to see this through a political lens, you're seeing some creativity sparks in the Democrat Party as they look at this option. Why? Because they realize this is a major problem for this incumbent president's reelection. It's also a kryptonite for many Democrats, Senate, State House, you know, House of Representatives, particularly for border state elected official Democrats, as the American people across partisan lines are by and large seeing, you know, an abdication of their of the government's duty to to, to protect us. Because that's only the fundamental thing. And, and what's so fascinating, and I really don't want to make this any more complicated than it is. (laughs) But you see some Democrats wanting to pursue those avenues of the National Guard, while this border bill that the Senate has been working on so hard is going nowhere. Trump, by the way, is trying to torpedo it for his own political reasons. But his criticism of it is not unfounded because as we are, we haven't, no one's seen the text and it's not out there. Right. And with Mitch McConnell kind of downplaying it, it's not clear we're ever going to actually see anything. But as has been reported, key details are the creation of a new expulsion mechanism akin to the Title 42 with a kick in at 5,000. And so a 5,000 people can illegally cross in a day before they start kicking in. This expulsion mechanism. Who thought that up? The whole reason why they're coming is because of the shift in policy stature from the Trump administration to the Biden administration 
which can most easily be summed up as from an enforcement deportation to a mass catch and release. And so you can't set, you know, thresholds and tell people, well, you can easily get in. You just got to hope you're the lucky 5,000. And, it just and if not, if not try again tomorrow, that's the... <laughs> yeah, our board patrol agents in the morning shift are going to get slaughtered. The afternoon guys are going to be fine because they'll hit the threshold and they'll stop coming. On yeah. top of that, another detail they said they had in there was an increase in ice beds by 5,000. So you're going to put a bill in there to increase your detention space by 5,000 beds, which is the threshold of which your enforcement mechanism kicks in after one day. So day one, you're done. Right. And, and, and so it, it's it's just, it's stunning how far apart the, the lawmakers, and, and Trump acknowledged back in the day, Congress needs to make these policy changes. He can't by executive fiat change things like asylum, credible fear thresholds, and, and, and parole uh, uh, laws. That has to be done by Congress. But they're so far apart. Then you've got Democrats looking at the National Guard problem and see a complete curveball solution. And yet you're seeing now the political optics, uh, because I'm not sure what support they actually bring other than the political optics, of 25 governors. Half of the entire country's governors are now standing, you know, on the Mexican border with a don't mess with Texas flag, basically. Fox News, Griff Jenkins in Washington. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thanks, Evan. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.